welcome everyone to the Preacher Dad Podcast. My name is Jared, and I am the Preacher Dad, and I blog at PreacherDad.com, where you can find biblical perspectives on everything from parenting to politics, and we are trying to touch the next generation there with the gospel, uh, pointing them to Christ so that they might be able to uh, make a difference in the future. We are trying to do that at PreacherDad.com, and I encourage you to come over there to the website and see some of the articles we have there. You can get uh, archive episodes of our podcast. You can check out our other podcast that we've recently began. It's called The Character Stories Podcast. You can find links to that there. Uh, you can also donate to our ministry if you feel so led to do so. Uh, but... Here it is. I'm on my way home, and uh, I wanted to share some thoughts with you, but before I do that, I thought I'd give you a little laugh or two, at least a smile. Uh, what do you call a wandering caveman? Well, he's a Neanderthal. <laughs> yes, a Neanderthal. Uh, next one, what's blue and doesn't weigh very much? Uh, well, that would be light blue. Yes, light, light blue, light blue. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, finally, just to uh, end your misery here, uh, I wanted to mention that someone has been adding soil to my garden. Yes, soil to my garden. The plot thickens. Uh-huh, yeah, getting that one? Thank you, thank you very much. The plot thickens to add soil to my garden. Well, folks, I <laughs> hope that made you smile a little bit. Maybe you're on your way home, and you need to go home and have a good attitude because you can't go home and be grumpy. The kick the cat syndrome is not a good way to live. But, you know, I wanted to mention to all of you out there that... Um, You know, I have been paying attention a decent amount to the revival happening in Asbury University there in Wilmore, Kentucky. I'm sure many of you have probably heard of these events and it's really capturing a lot of people's attention right now. Um, some positive, some negative. Uh, you know, not everybody thinks that it is uh, a work of the Spirit. And just in relation to that, I was reading a passage of scripture to my family last night. You see, our family really enjoys the TV show, The Chosen. We really enjoy it. It's outstandingly done, very well written. Uh, certainly takes a little bit of poetic license with the actual gospel account, but it's not horrible. Uh, you know, it's never conflicting or contradicting scriptural truth, and it's portraying Jesus and the disciples in a great way. Anyway, <laughs> we love the chosen, but I don't want my children to get the idea that the, the events happening in that show are in the Bible, are like the biblical narrative, because they aren't. There's things that they add and they imagine, what if this, what if that. <clears throat> so uh, we've been reading the Gospels together. I've uh, started to, and we read in Matthew chapter 3 
about John the Baptist. And in Matthew chapter 3, it talks about how John the Baptist was preaching a baptism of repentance and how all Judea and Jerusalem came out to him, came to hear him preach and to be baptized and were confessing their sins. And that is, as soon as I read that, I started, started thinking about Asbury University and how, you know, the, the things that began happening 11 days ago now, I guess, had, you know, they were remarkable. Um, people repenting of their sins, confessing, um, getting their heart right before God, just worshiping the Lord and just, just spending hours, you know, worshiping God in His presence and not ever wanting to leave. And just just enjoying his presence together that is beautiful and I think that from what I can observe from a distance and the reports that I have from uh, some of my relatives and well, one of my relatives anyway and, and friends that have been and other reports that I'm reading about it seems to me that it certainly was guided by the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit was bringing a, a moment of revival to Asbury University. Now, does that mean everybody involved is pure and holy? No, it, it's certainly not the case. It's just the fact that Jesus chose to bless them with a outpouring of power. It's not as if God's presence is not with us right now, here. Uh, here in this car, I think Jesus is here, but, uh, but he sometimes pours out his power upon his people for certain purposes. That's, is that enough P's for you, enough plosives? Pours out his power upon his people for certain purposes. Sometimes he does that, and I believe that he was doing that in Wilmore, Kentucky for the students and the faculty at Asbury University. Now, the next thing that happens in the Gospels, in that chapter of Matthew, is that the Pharisees and the Sadducees also came out to hear John. So now we're talking about, I'm sure, thousands of people coming out to be baptized and confess their sins and repent uh, you know, this was the preparation for Jesus coming. Repentance always is the preparation for the Lord to come. For, the, for Jesus to grow or to come initially, that repentance is needed. Um, I, I know we're saved by grace through faith. I, I believe that 100% and there's nothing needed but faith. But for Christ to grow in us, that repentance is necessary. And John the Baptist's role was to call people to repentance. And even Jesus himself said, as soon as John was taken to prison, Jesus started preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven comes when we repent. So this repentance was godly and, 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 and wonderful. But these Pharisees and Sadducees come also. And John spares no harsh words. He says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He, he just, he says some really biting things to the Pharisees. Now, 
does the fact that the Pharisees came to John's baptism negate all of the confession and repentance that happened beforehand? Are, was, was his work not of the Holy Spirit? Was he not anointed of the Holy Spirit simply because some of the uh, self-righteous, wicked people uh, who called themselves religious because they came to see what was happening, because they came to observe this work uh, that John was doing, does that negate all of the other good that happened beforehand? Or, or when they came, the people that, that repented and confessed their sins and were baptized, while the Pharisees were standing there watching, does that negate what happened for them? No, it doesn't. Certainly not. It's possible for you to have... Well, I guess I want to point out the fact that since all of these things have happened at Asbury and since the social media component is involved there and, you know, thousands of people come to, uh, to see what's happening. Is this really an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit upon His people? You know, what's going on? There could be some bad actors in the midst. There could be, and there are reports of, um, people who are not sincere in their faith, who are disingenuous or um, who are even false teachers, people that have come to, to see, come to a, either come to observe or, or come to quote-unquote participate, you know, we could, we could speak harsh things towards those who want to use the work of God for their own personal benefit and gain. We could say harsh, uh, condemning, uh, well, not, I don't like the word condemn because we do not condemn, the Lord condemns, but we proclaim in His name the truth. And the truth is, if you seek to make to, to make a buck, if you, if you seek to um, use the Spirit of God for your own personal benefit, well, then you're like Simon the Sorcerer, and, and Simon Peter says, you know, your money perish with you. Um, but there's other people who would seek to um, lead others astray and you know they, that they are maybe seeking an emotional experience some sort of emotional experience that they want to participate in and they're not really seeking the face of God they're not seeking for revival they're seeking for the next big thing they're seeking for um not seeking the power of God. They're seeking for uh, the, the, the experience. They're like adrenaline junkies, the next big experience. They're, they're substituting a spiritual experience or, or some emotional response for actual relationship with the God of the universe. And I feel sorry for them. They have this counterfeit religion. And there are, I believe, very possibly, some of those people coming now to Asbury, seeking for things, maybe exaggerating things. Maybe, maybe it started out well, but maybe it's kind of gotten tainted and colored at this point. I don't know. 
I can't say for sure. I can say for sure that what Jesus said is you shall know them by their fruits. What is the fruit? What is the fruit? Is this bring about a renewal of holy living and uh, godly behaviors among the, the students and faculty at Asbury University? Or will this newfound fame go to their head and they become prideful and arrogant and um, you know, full of self-righteous authority? Well, see, I'm part of Asbury, so I really know what I'm saying when it comes to revival. Will that happen? I don't know. We have to wait and see the fruit. So I think that's what I'm saying. Um, well, what I'm truly trying to point out is that you can have both things happening. You can have a group of Pharisees and Sadducees, a group of self-righteous, self-important, uh, disingenuous, uh, <clears throat> false teachers, come and see what's going on at a revival and it not negate the work of God in and among the people that are participating sincerely in that revival. That God can pour out His Spirit and does pour out His Spirit. And we, we want to pray for God to do this exact thing all over. We want people to revel and relish in the presence of God that they just don't want to leave. They don't want to walk away. That is exactly what I have been praying for. That God would revive, not just revive us, but reform us. We need a, another reformation, another great awakening. We need to move away from the secularism of our society, the materialistic idolatry that we have embraced, and we need to move toward the Savior, toward the Lord, toward a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not a religious set of practices, but a relationship with the person. That's what we need to do. And so uh, we are praying and praying that this would come about and that it would happen. And so when it does happen and, you know, God is glorified and lifted up, it's all about Jesus. It's not about a group of people or a particular teacher or a particular, you know, sermon. It's all about Jesus. That is what we want to see. And so we ought to rejoice when it appears that God is doing that. Now, if it is not the work of God, then that will become evident. But as far as I can tell at this point, I believe that it is, that it has started out as a work of God for sure. What it is now, I'm not certain, and I think it could have been corrupted and diluted. But I believe God was working and pouring out a spirit, and I would encourage everyone involved in the revival to not leave there unchanged, to allow the Spirit of God to flow out of them and into them and to begin to bring, bring forth the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. I think I said those right. I hope I did. But those are the fruits of the Spirit. And so the evidence we should look for are those fruits. But it's also possible for there to be bad actors among them and it still be a work of God. So let's keep that in mind. I think I just wanted to point out the connection I saw between Matthew chapter 3 and what's happening there at Asbury. I think that it has renewed my prayers for revival where I am and in me. 
because I need to be revived. I need the Lord to pour out His Spirit upon me in power. And I need to repent of the things that I do that are wrong, that I should not do, that are, are wicked, uh, or do not express a love for the Lord. I need to reflect His love toward others and uh, receive His love into my heart. And that, I think, is the message that was emphasized there at Asbury at the beginning, and I think that's the message we ought to be taking away from that. So anyway, there you go. That's my thoughts on, uh, at least my thoughts for today, on uh, one of the big news stories of our time. There's plenty of other stories going on, plenty of other things that we could talk about, but uh, I want to leave you with that, and I encourage you again to go back to PreacherDad.com and check out our blog and some of the archives of our program, and I sure appreciate uh, all of you that are out there uh, that are listening, we've seen an uptick in uh, podcast downloads uh, here on the Preacher Dad podcast, and so I'm very grateful for that. Those of you that are uh, telling your friends and neighbors and family members about this podcast, it's a huge blessing and help to us, and uh, the more you do that, the more we are able to uh, produce more content and get out more episodes and make the episodes, yeah, you know, more entertaining or uh, more informative. So thank you very much for that, and I just appreciate all of you listening, and I hope that God will bless you, give you an abundance of His joy and His uh, gladness in the day that you have, the evening that you have before you, whenever you may listen to this podcast. I record them in the evenings, but maybe you can listen to them in the morning. It doesn't matter. We're grateful you're there. God be with you, and let's walk together in His love.